Welcome to Hostel Homies, a podcast focused on the best parts of backpacker culture. I'm your host, Joe Glasgow. Each week I sit down with a new guest, ranging from the people I meet while I'm abroad to professionals who work in the travel industry. Listen along as they share hilarious and inspiring travel stories, unparalleled recommendations on where to go, and tips for seeing the world on a budget. For Hostel Homies, it's all about the journey, the destination, and the people you meet along the way. Hello, Hostel Homies. This episode is brought to you by The Hostel Group. Visit thehostelgroup.com and support hostels by booking direct. It always comes back to love, actually. Wait, don't. Tell me, was this on Christmas? This was the, this was Christmas Eve, I think. Oh, this no, is no, love no. actually. This is love actually. It was on the twenty third. It was on the twenty third. It was wait, are we there? still love actually. It was. It was love actually because it was the twenty third. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I want to ask you about what it was like to be in areas mm-hmm. that don't have like a strong English speaking population, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if you go into any like hub city, like I don't know, like like Amsterdam. Yeah. Uh, Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Those are places where people are going to speak English. It's people just like a very English. tourist-heavy place. Yeah. But it sounds like you branched outside of that, uh, like Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we speak English down there. <laughs> but, in Gren- English. <laughs> but in Granada, right? I mean, yeah. did you get by? Was it tough? It was, and it was, it was on purpose. I went down there on purpose because I was, uh, I've been working for a language learning app called Fluent Forever. Check it out. It's a good uh, shout out. It's a good shout out to Fluent Forever. <laughs> this is all scripted, by the way. <laughs> yeah, this is literally all just to talk about this right here. Working up to this. Um, I, yes, I had been tired in the past of being that American on the road who only spoke English, which there's so many of us who do that, and we just kind of like assume that people are going to speak our language and... I met, you know, a lot of people on that last Thailand trip who were from Spain. This, coincidentally, there was a lot of them from Spain, and I thought, I want to learn their language. Like, I want to know what it's like to see them in their element, you know, because they're, they're all, you know, they were so funny and charming in English. What are they like in their native tongue? And so I wanted to set aside a month to go somewhere where people only spoke Spanish while I'm using the app, while I'm getting tutored, and... I got by, I, di- I was very shy. If you compared me to someone who came to America and like only spoke a couple words or went to restaurants and said, yeah, one more tea, like, one more tea, please. You're like, that was me. I was <laughs> yeah. just like, that's all yeah. I could say. And I said, thank you very much for everything. But you listened a lot. Yes. I mean, you kind of sailed away from the safe harbor and you put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. Not that it's uncomfortable, like you're worried, but... Mm-hmm. It's foreign. It's yeah. you. You weren't really used to that, right? Right. It's tough because you almost want to convince people, like, "Hey, I'm intelligent and well spoken in my language." I promise. Like, I promise, if we were speaking English, you'd be loving what I was saying right now. But it's so humbling because you, you know, you think about people who speak English as their second, third, fourth language. Yeah. And they might their sense of humor might be a little different, or like you know, they might not understand everything you're trying to tell them. And it's, there's no reflection of their intellectual abilities. It's, um, in fact, usually they're, you know, smarter because they're speaking this many languages. Yeah. That's part of the reason why, like, I want to, I want to speak another language so I can give people the upper hand or give them the spotlight or, you know, see them in their element. 
And so it was nice to take a step back and go, okay, I'm not gonna be the talkative person for the next month. Like I'm not gonna be the person making jokes. I'm gonna be the person sitting there, hopefully laughing at the right times, <laughs> like hopefully nodding at the right times. And it was interesting. Well, I'm just thinking out loud right mm -hmm. now. I feel like so many people struggle with listening. Mm -hmm. I think everyone likes to hear themselves talk. I mean, myself as an epitome of that. <laughs> Do you think that jumping into a situation where everyone is speaking a language that you don't really understand, but like you're trying earnestly to understand it, that probably helps with your, your listening abilities across the board. I think that's a great way to look at it. Yeah, 100%. I think it forces you to. You're sitting there and you, you don't want to be, you know, unless you're a shy, like introverted person, normally, yeah. you don't want to be the person who's sitting there not adding to a conversation. So, <laughs> so your mind forces itself to go, okay, what are they saying? Okay, what does this word mean? And whether it's selfless or selfish, it, it is making you a better listener. Yeah. I mean, I'll talk to people sometimes around New York and like, while I'm speaking about like work or like my hobbies, I can tell that the other person is just waiting to say like, yeah, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so my dog did this the other day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sh shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> if you're trying to understand people who are speaking a different language that you like somewhat grasp, mm -hmm. I feel like that, I don't know, it builds an ability to to really care about what someone is saying because you're earnestly trying to understand like any any fucking word yes. that you can understand. <laughs> yes, because when it's in your native language, you usually get the flow of basic conversation. So you usually, people usually expect what you're going to say or already have an idea of like, okay, we're talking about weather. Okay, they're probably gonna, or we're talking about rent. They're probably gonna talk about their landlord. And so they already have an idea. So they don't really need to prep for the unknown, but like if you're speaking a language <laughs> that you don't know, they, this person might be telling you something very serious and you can't just be like, ha, 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 ah, tu perro is a run, yeah, it's, it's like, oh yeah, your dog is sick, huh? Ah, see, 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 and they're like, no, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's my goddamn grandmother you're talking about there. <laughs> yeah, asshole. <laughs> the, the school is on fire. You're like, <laughs> no thanks. I already had some. <laughs> no, muchas gracias. <laughs> there was funny because in Granada, they, I mean, they, they would compare it to like the South in, because it's the South of Spain, but like they would compare it like the South of the U.S. Like they have accents down there that are much different than in Madrid or in like the center of the country. So the Spanish I was hearing there, not only was it not Latin American, which is the, you know, the style that I'll probably be speaking and learning more so, but it was the Southern version of the uh, Castilian Spanish. The, the accent, like they, you know, they would say things to me that I would maybe understand in Latin American or like in a Colombian accent, but like over there, it was, it was a good learning opportunity as well to go, oh, okay, yeah, okay, so this is a different way to say this word. Hmm. That's super interesting. I bet that it also has a bunch of benefits just for that big old organ in your brain cage. That's what mm -hmm. I'm talking about, the brain. Um, <laughs> you know what we're talking about. That's a big thing. Yeah. To differentiate between yeah. like two minor differences in something yeah. new. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure your right. synapses are like firing on all cylinders mm -hmm. when you're trying to like differentiate two dialects of a language that you are currently learning. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Which, like, so much respect for people who move from outside of the U.S. to, like, Georgia or, like, Alabama. Yeah. Where they're, like, you're learning the language. 
that you're used to maybe seeing on TV and then you're like, this is different. <laughs> this is a different way <laughs> of saying that word. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely. Let's talk about food. I'm talking mm. about those once you pop, you can't stop treats that you found <laughs> along the way. Yes, but of course. Here's the question. Mm -hmm. Out of everything that you ate along the way, yep. what would you most like to see in our grocery stores here? Easy. Spanish ham. Oh. Yeah. Not what I thought you were going to say. Spanish ham, like cut when you, you can literally buy the leg. Uh-huh. It is so good you just you just slice it off little by little and it's these little thin slices of i i'm gonna say the best ham i've ever had wow ham on okay yeah <laughs> such a ham um whoa i didn't expect that i mean what was so good about it i like i like the way it's served even though it's a little grotesque especially you know if if uh, you're like a vegan or vegetarian, like you're not going to like the way this looks. You probably won't. Uh, take note of that, listeners. Mm. You probably <laughs> will not like the ham if you are a vegan or a vegetarian. I'm saying just objectively the way you look at it. <laughs> if you look at like a hamburger, sure, you're like, ah. But this is like, you can see the hoof on. Like, you know, you can like oh, see. Oh, it's like yes. the whole leg and it's like, yeah, it's, it's a little more graphic. Um, but I think, I mean, I think I like that. I mean, it sounds more like honest and upfront, just like you're more in tune with where I came from. That's for sure. Yes. Right? Less Definitely. processed. To be honest, it looks like, <laughs> thing, it looks like when you were a kid and you thought like, you know, when you'd run away or like when you see cartoons of kids running uh -huh. away, they would get a stick and a handkerchief and stuff. It yeah. just looks like you could just put this thing right over your shoulder and just walk. <laughs> <laughs> just go on an adventure with it. Well, hopefully soon we can walk like that out of our grocery stores in New York. That's what, that's what we're hoping for. Shoutouts to Key Foods. So I feel like we've only covered a few of the places that mm -hmm. you saw in this journey through Europe. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, is there anywhere else that you want to you wanna bring to the surface? My trip to Switzerland was so out of nowhere. Um, and I went, it was very similar to the reason why I went to a lot of places. I went because friends were gone. Yeah. And I went because I was in Europe. And because when you're in Europe, you can just go fucking anywhere for really cheap. Yeah. And so I got a text like a couple days before the trip. My friend said, hey, you're in Europe, right? I said, yeah. I said, we're going to Switzerland. I was like, uh, I've never been. I've wanted to go. I wasn't planning on going this trip, but I've wanted to go my entire life. Like Switzerland looks like the most beautiful place. And they said, check out flights to Zurich, like 120 bucks. I was like, I don't think I want to do that. He said, look at Geneva, 48, 48 euro or something like that. Damn, there you go. Really cheap. You do it? I did it and I joined. Fuck yeah. I think it was seven friends, six friends, seven including myself, on a trip. We had a, a big like Mercedes van. And I'm not dropping Mercedes to make it sound fancy. I'm making it like, you know exactly what band I'm talking about. That was like Also one of Mercedes the sponsors fans. of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Mercedes, go to Switzerland with your boys. <laughs> um, so you had a huge Mercedes van Mercedes for you van. and your six friends. Six friends of like people I haven't seen for a while. These are like high school buddies who like I hadn't seen for a while. And like talk about getting closer with friends like you go to a new place where none of you have been and 
you go to maybe the most beautiful area and you have long drives together where it's just full of good talks and like beautiful scenery. Holy shit. Well, I mean, what did the scenery look like? I mean, I genuinely want to imagine it. The, so when you think of Switzerland, it's like the Swiss Alps, right? So you're like going yeah. through these like gigantic mountains, like covered in snow that look like paintings. Is it actually like that? Yes. Oh. Yeah, it was, it, uh, every expectation I had of it, it, it exceeded. And you know, the, the water out there, that, that was one thing, like the minerals in the water, something like that. Huh. The, the color of the water out there was so blue. It was this like turquoise color that I hadn't seen before. And I remember like taking pictures of it and then getting back to, getting back to my laptop like later on in the first night. And we're going through some of the pictures and being like, oh, th these, these are cool effects. Like these are such cool effects that these cameras have and this software has. I'm like, oh, we haven't even thrown on any effects yet. This is just what this country looks like. Such cool effects that our eyes have. <laughs> yeah, isn't this like, amazing? The subtle retouching that our eyes are doing <laughs> to this scenery is like, wow, you got it. Hats off to the human eye, just, right? Just shout outs to the big man upstairs, you know what I mean? Like he just gave us Photoshop. <laughs> he gave us Lightroom. <laughs> it was a really religious trip. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that sounds awesome. It was so good. And I don't know if I had the specific conversation with all the friends there, but I, I definitely felt like I got closer with each and every one of them. And I think a couple of us actually got to address it and be like, hey, Really glad we went on this trip because this brought us closer together. And I think our relationship needed that. Hmm. It was really nice. I think that sometimes people choose between, like I said earlier, rekindling mm -hmm. old friendships or finding new friendships, mm -hmm. going to someplace new versus yep. revisiting somewhere. Well, it just sounds like you played your cards right and got the best of both worlds. It really was. And every... Every time that I was unsure about a trip, it ended up being so great. And I, I think that that's another advice I'll give to people is like, don't prep too much for your trips. And also don't prep the feelings you're going to have when you get there. Yeah. Let it just happen. Let, let the feelings surprise you because they're going to. They're going to no matter what. And just it's the contrast going to hit you. You're going to get there. And I, yeah, I remember going in with such concerned, you know, going to Amsterdam thinking I was going to spend too much money and it wasn't going to be worth it. And God, that ended up being one of my favorite parts of the entire trip. Yeah, um, that. Sorry, now you're jogging my memory. <laughs> are you, are of, you remembering things? Is this a jogging podcast now? <laughs> this is all about jogging. I don't know, just a dumb analogy. Back in Oregon, yeah. I used to hate jumping off of waterfalls into the mm -hmm. water, as you do in Oregon. Yeah. Course. Uh, I never wanted to jump, but I was always glad I did. Yeah. Yeah. Seems yeah. like a good analogy for travel. I like that. I like that metaphor for it. Just, yeah, fucking jump, baby. Seems scary. Yeah. You honestly might not even want to travel because it's daunting and scary. Mm -hmm. But once it's all wrapped up, not a single part of you is going to regret going. Worth it. Worth yeah. it. And don't, yeah, don't, don't prep the feeling it's going to, you're going to have when you get in. Yeah, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. You can't, your mind isn't smart enough. <laughs> this one's for whoever's listening to this. Your mind is not smart enough to know what amazing or unfamiliar <laughs> feeling you're going to feel when you get there. So don't even try to prep for it. <laughs> Just let it happen, you dumb idiot. 
Well, I think I think there's a lot of truth in that, though. I mean, we're we are joking and laughing, but I feel like you have no idea what's going to happen. You've no, the you've only no things you know is that you're going to meet a ton of new people. Yes. And see a bunch of new things. And when when 99% of the people in the world are great, and food is almost always good wherever you go, I think you're gonna have a good time. Well, Indian food at least. Indian food is 99% of the time good, no matter where you go. <laughs> and yeah, go to go to places where they have Indian food. I, I think is the moral of this episode. I wonder if you asked everyone in the world where the best Indian food they've ever had is. Mm -hmm. If you asked everyone in the world that, and then you looked at the globe, and every single place was like marked with a little pin. Pins all around the globe. <laughs> Someone needs to create that in the Whitney, of just a big <laughs> globe with pins. They're like, what does that mean? Does that mean anger throughout the world? Does that mean, you know, where, where there's conflict? No, that's just where or, people think. Where everyone's favorite Indian food is? Yeah, bingo. Yeah, number three. Guess number three is it. it seemed like your Hail Mary. <laughs> Caught it. Really got that one. <laughs> the artist is there kind of disappointed. Yeah, I thought this was going to throw more people off. Really? Fargo? <laughs> like one restaurant there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Where do you want to go next? I'm sure you're still walking down memory lane of this beautiful trip that you mm -hmm. just went on, but I mean, is there anywhere on your horizon right now? So I, ha I have a, a flight back to Edinburgh, back to Scotland, that I just bought because of the price. The price was $88. Already? Yes. Don't no, slow down. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna <laughs> never ever. <laughs> <laughs> I what happened to me in uh, Granada of just setting aside, you know, it, I think it was three weeks to a month, right? I actually rented a place, and oh my gosh, that's so much cheaper than like even getting hostels. Like renting a place in really, yes, oh, yeah, it was crazy inexpensive, um, and just so convenient. But I, I want to start doing that in different places around the world where I have a place for at least a month and I can like truly appreciate a city. The countries I know I want to go to are Vietnam, Guatemala, and Laos. Mm -hmm. And uh, the city I know I want to do this in is Amsterdam. And this might be coming up this summer. I'm just spending a month in Amsterdam, maybe floating around Holland a little bit, going to like Utrecht and Rotterdam, other places around there. But that, that right now is what I'm most excited for is going somewhere to travel but also feeling settled at the same time yeah right i feel like if you stay in a place for a month you'll find a, a, at least like a certain amount of stability yeah and you're gonna get hit with those challenges of if you're constantly moving sure challenges arise from that but they're not natural it's just like fatigue from travel that you shouldn't be feeling but if you spend a month somewhere you're gonna get hit with those foggy days that you get at home yeah. and you're gonna have to deal with them and like, it's just, wow. I don't know, I feel like you get to, you get to grow so much more because you're challenging yourself while traveling. Yeah. I've just got two more questions for you, man. Heck yes. One is, do you have any travel tips? Mm -hmm. I mean, let's say that there is a listener who has never traveled outside of the U.S. Mm -hmm. What is one tip that you would put in their pocket before, before they ship off? I'm trying to, I'm, I'm just trying to think because I don't want to copy ones that have already been said. Have Thanksgiving in Spain. Have Thanksgiving in Spain. 
Um, Meet up with the person who helps run your podcast, <laughs> his golf coach's golf coach, family. His family in Spain for an Italian food dinner in, on Thanksgiving. If you're going to do anything, do that. <laughs> like, it just start with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said earlier, like, don't prep too much. You can only plan so much, right? Don't prep how you're going to feel. Um, plan one thing, though, and I know this has been said in past podcasts, but plan one thing that you haven't done. So buy a ticket somewhere and then plan something you've never done. Oh, I like that. In the new place. Like skydiving or something. Exactly. That sounds Skydiving awesome. is exactly what I had in mind, actually, when I, when I was really? saying Really? Yeah. Two peas in a pod, huh? Two peas in a podcast. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> that was Damn meant it! To be. <laughs> Damn! Again, this is all scripted. <laughs> yeah, this is. We knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got one last question for you. Hit me. Is there one place in the world mm. that you think everybody should see? Mm. Be it a bench, be it uh, a riverbed. <laughs> Be it an Indian restaurant in, in, <laughs> in Glasgow, Scotland. Glasgow. Everyone should go to the Buatong waterfalls in Thailand. These are, an, I would say, an hour drive outside of Chiang Mai. So you get to start your day in Chiang Mai, which is already amazing. Get yourself into some Chiang Mai traffic. On a, that... mo- on a motorcycle. I'm serious. It's so okay. fun. Like, okay. it's stressful, but, like, to to weave in and out of traffic out there is so much fun. Were you weaving when you were out there? Oh, big time. I was, or you were driving. I was cocky as hell on those motorbikes. Nothing's changed. Nothing, <laughs> nothing's <laughs> changed, baby. <laughs> you, sp- you, spend, like, you spend a nice scenic drive. You get to, like, go through the jungle and shit, and, you, you know, you go up through, like, the beautiful north of Thailand, and you get to these waterfalls... And there's already, there's like a hike down into them. And people were throwing around the word like, oh, they're the sticky waterfalls. And uh, this is when I was with my friend Austin out there. We didn't really know what that meant. Like, just sticky, sweet molasses just dripping down. Just slow waterfalls. It's like <laughs> sticky waterfalls. Yeah. It wasn't the actual water, but it was the rocks are sticky. And it doesn't mean oh. like gross sticky. It means like grippy. So you're oh, able to like good. run up these water, like there's like what? flowing water. I'm this. This is maybe one of the most fun days I've ever had in my life. We treated this thing like a jungle gym, and you know we're we're like 25, 24 at the time, and we're like sprinting up and down these waterfalls that are like it's like gushing water at you, but you're not slipping because it's like this perfect grip. Whoa! And like I I'm you know I'm a baby with these things, so I had little water shoes on, but I know Austin had no shoes. Uh-huh. It's going uh-huh. completely barefoot. And we spent the whole day just like being kids. There was like a rope swing at the bottom. And I think it helped the fact that there were these like younger kids there. And, you know, Austin's playing with them. He's jumping off the rope swing with them. Um, but I think if you could just capture that moment for yourself of like finding yourself in this like play state out of your comfort zone where you just feel like you're in a utopia in general, go to the waterfalls in Thailand. Well, that wasn't on my agenda, but now it's on. It's at the top of my list of places I want to go. You gotta that was go. 
Sounds fucking awesome. You gotta go. I wanna go back so bad. Let's go back to <laughs> Thailand. Let's go back to Thailand. Let's go back. <laughs> well, how did you feel about this? We flipped a script. I'm so happy we did this, and I feel like I could do 10 more of these. I think whether or not I keep all of this in for the edit that I release, yeah. I know that I'm going to listen back to the full product, the entire recording, so much, especially when I'm older, because this is going to help so much to remember this amazing trip. Well, Joe, I want to thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for being the host, uh, and thank everyone for listening to Hostile Homies.